Narcissists have this way of being giant con artists, don't they? In this video, I'm going to explain to you eight different ways that narcissists might attempt to con you. So, let's get started. My name is Angie Atkinson and on this channel, I offer free daily video coaching to help you discover, understand, and overcome narcissistic abuse in toxic relationships. I like to call it toxic relationship rehab. Does that sound good to you? If so, hit that subscribe button and let's get going. You might call a narcissist a great pretender, right? Somebody who uses big gestures and blatant flattery to get what they want from us. Would you agree? The narcissists are all about relying on being dishonest. They lie to you. They cover things up. They hide things. They tell you half-truths. They go way above and beyond with details sometimes. They're all about manipulation. They deceive you. It's all right there. We know what narcissists are, and if you don't know, check out this video and you'll, you'll see. Number one, narcissists have this way of having a handle on the crowd. What do I mean? Well, according to them, they have a panel in their backyard or their back pocket that tells them that everything they say is right. What? See, they exaggerate. They generalize. They tell you things like, everybody knows that you're lazy. Everybody thinks that you're not friendly. Nobody likes you. You see, generalizing and, and pretending like they understand everything and that everyone agrees with their statement at that moment. Nine times out of 10, that's not the truth. And you know, their main goal here is to sort of con you into realizing that everything they say is true, that everybody sees the world the way they do, and they especially want you to see the world the way they do. And most importantly, they have these selective truths their attempts to really hide anything that puts them in a bad light, that makes them seem to be the ones at fault. They will not take responsibility, and one of their favorite ways to avoid that is with these little selective truths, this little panel they have in their back pocket that agrees with everything they say. Number two, they pretend to be vulnerable when they're really not. Just like a narcissist tries to make you think that you need the narcissist, they also act like they need you. They tell you, oh my God, I can't live without you. They want you to feel important to them. They want you to feel like you matter and that they really need you because they want you to feel guilty. They want you to do what they ask you to do, including to do their bidding to hurt other people sometimes. And they want you to do it without question. They want you to just blindly trust them and do everything you can to be on their side and to do their bidding and to take care of them and to take care of their houses and whatever else they want from you. And they're really, really good at making you feel guilty if you don't do it. Remember, they're very vulnerable people, believe it or not, because somehow they have built identities that are so fragile, like I've said before, you could put them on the end of your finger like a little glass egg and carry it around, that would be about as strong as their little egos could, could handle. Obviously, if their ego isn't fed, that little ego egg is broken very easily. Here's the worst part of all that. They don't really, they do need somebody. They need supply, but it doesn't have to be you. It could be anybody. And you'll see that if you ever leave them or they leave you because instantly almost a lot of them will jump right into another person's life. It's pretty messed up. Number three, narcissists need you to think that, that you need them, like I said before, for a very specific reason. They need you to think that they're gonna protect you somehow, that they're gonna be there for you in ways that other people aren't. Well, what this inevitably leads to is they want you to be dependent on them. They will use their money, their power, their wit, their charm, how beautiful they are, how handsome they are, and they will call this 
a package and they will promise you that being close to them will allow you this protection considering these other factors. Does that make any sense to you? This brings me to number five and it's something that came up in a recent session with a client. Intermittent reinforcement, which basically means giving you a little and, you know, a few crumbs here and there ever so often just to keep you hooked. Okay. Now, if we're going to go into a more serious definition here, there was a study done where lab rats were given a little pellet of food every time they pressed a certain lever. They continued to press the lever as long as the food came out. When the food stopped coming out, what did they do? They lost interest, of course. They had no reason to press the lever anymore, right? What was interesting is in the same study, or you know, in another part of that same study, when the rats were given the pellets sometimes, but not all the time, guess what they did? They kept pressing the lever for the pellets. And the reason for that is because they know that sometimes they're gonna get it, but not all the time. That's how the narcissist kind of keeps us hooked because just like the rats, sometimes when we give them what they want or we press the lever, they give us a pellet, they give us a little something out of it, or we get a, some love or a hug or a kiss or something awesome. But with the, you know, just like with the rats, if they consistently did that and then they stopped, we lose interest. But because they never consistently did it, they did it sometimes in the beginning and, you know, for a little while and then they'd take it away for a while and give it back for a while, we're hooked. Intermittent reinforcement. Narcissists do this with love, with money, praise, compliments, attention, opportunities. Every once in a while, they'll say something cool, something you really love. They'll have a great conversation with you. They'll act like that person you first met back in the day. They'll do something for you. They'll make your life a little easier, give you a little bit of a charm or a little flirt, a little bit of attention that you haven't had in a while. And here's the worst part of this, this whole concept, the rewards feel huge. They're magnified. They are rare, but they're so good when they happen that they're worth holding on for for some people. A lot of us have been there. It's like you you haven't eaten in a week. You're, you're starving half the time, 75% of the time. And so if you haven't eaten in a long time and you're really, really hungry, you know, the McDonald's hamburger that somebody gives to you on the street might taste, you know, even though it's cold and, you know, maybe a little old or whatever, a little stale, it's going to taste amazing to you because you haven't eaten in a week. You see what I mean? It's the same concept because of the fact that you most often feel abused, criticized, devalued, deprived, used, ignored. Any little bit of positivity feels amazing. And it's kind of the same deal with Stockholm Syndrome, but we'll talk about that another day. Speaking of which, how about false flattery? Narcissists are starving for praise and they use this to assume, because they don't know what empathy is, they assume everybody's starving for praise, right? They assume everybody needs attention just like them. So when you first meet them during the love bombing phase, a lot of times you get the whole, oh my God, you're so special. Oh my God, you're so amazing and beautiful or handsome or perfect. And there's nobody else in the world like you. I've been looking for you for my whole life, blah, 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 right? Y'all know what I'm talking about. Maybe they'll tell you that you only, you know, you're the only one who understands them or you're the only one who could possibly know how to take care of them properly. That's a good one. In reality, narcissistic flattery is not really about who you are at all, unfortunately. Certainly they can pick out some good qualities about you like anybody else could, but the unfortunate thing here is that they rarely actually bother to look and see who you are, but because they're so busy flattering you and telling you're so beautiful or smart or handsome or whatever and amazing, you allow them to miss the mark. You allow them to make you feel that way. It feels good. I get it. Don't, don't think I'm judging you because I've been there too. But what we all know by now is that narcissists see us mostly in what we do for them, not the other way around. You see what I mean?
So if you ever asked a narcissist, hey, do you love me? How do you, you know, what do you love about me? They would say, I love the way you, you know, take care of the house. I love the way you rub my back. I love the way you do this or that or the other thing. It's always about what you do for them and not so much ever about who you are as a person. Number six, narcissists always do everything with strings attached. Sure, they might save you from something terrible, but when they do, guess what? They expect you to pay them back trizillion folds, okay? I just made that up. They live in this world where everything has a price. They will be the ones who will tell you nobody does anything without expecting something. Now, sometimes that's true, but how that's true for me, sometimes I do things, I don't even tell people I did those things. I help someone out, I do something nice for a person, I don't tell anyone else. And, and the reason that I do those things is because it makes me feel good to do them. And because if I can help someone, I don't need the whole world to know. I like the way it makes me feel, right? Maybe that's selfish of me, but that's how it is. Now, narcissists are different. They will do something and they will do it in order to get something back in return. There are always strings attached with a narcissist. If they give you a gift, it'll just be a little bit of time before they figure out a way to guilt trip you into doing what they want. You understand? Have you been there? Have you done that? Let me know in the comments. So like I said before about narcissists, they really need praise, they need attention, they need admiration, all of that stuff. One of the things that they do to you is they give you what they call faint praise or just a little bit of praise, like, yeah, that's good. Because they need this type of attention so much. Once they get comfortable with you and they get used to you, once you're past the love bombing phase, the best thing that you're going to be able to expect from them is faint praise, is just a little bit here and there. Just like basically because they can't too directly lavish you with praise because if you if they do they think you'll feel too good about yourself and then they won't feel good about themselves because you know narcissists really love to be the center of everything and they really want to look like the best person in the whole wide world so if you come home and let's say you bought a new outfit or you know you had some hair thing done or or you got a facelift <laughs> instead of being like wow you look amazing they'll be like oh yeah nice that's great that's great or Aw, look at you, or something that makes you wonder, was that even a compliment, you know? Or they'll do the backhanded compliment thing, right? Where they'll be like, oh, it's about time you got your hair cut. It's about time you bought a new, new pair of jeans. Those other jeans were really making your butt look big. So what I'm saying is, basically, they might give you a little praise here and there, but it's always qualified. It's always given with what I call a grain of salt almost, <laughs> a little piece of sand to make it hurt. It's always about giving you just a tiny bit and then taking it right away in the same sentence. Finally, narcissists like to con you by lowering your expectations. So what do we mean by this? Well, the thing is narcissists are always working on disappointing everybody, right? That sounds funny, but narcissists intentionally under deliver as often as possible for a reason. Do you know what it is? It serves them. It serves them because then they can actually intentionally under deliver from here on out. So my point is they disappoint you because they want disappointment to be what you expect from them. So if they even give an inch, it feels to you like they've given a mile. So for example, if you've been asking them to take out the trash for 10 years and they never do, one day they take out the trash. Oh my God, that's the best thing in the whole wide world, right? I can't believe he finally took out the trash. I can't believe she finally did that chore I asked her to do or whatever. It's the simple little things. And, and so by keeping you in a perpetual state of disappointment, those tiny little crumbs they throw at you goes right back to it. It's all about, ultimately, it's all about, it's all about intermittent reinforcement. Everything that they do comes back to that point. They, if, if they're going to con you, they're going to do so by lying to you 
it's the same thing. You've got your cycle, you know, love bombing, devalued, discard, love bombing, devalued, discard. So that cycle fits here. Okay. During the love bombing, everything's fabulous. Once you're past that point, you start the devalue and the discard, and then you come back around and do the cycle. Well, in that case, it's intermittent reinforcement because you get the love bombing, you get the, oh, you're so amazing. And then you go back to devalue. Then you go back to discard. It's one thing after the other. That's what it all comes down to. Underneath all of this stuff, all of these little cons, it's all about the narcissist being and feeling inadequate because they believe subconsciously that not only will they not survive if they don't get the attention they need, but they think that others are about out to get them and hurt them and take away that attention. And they also tend to think that if they lose, it's unacceptable. Sometimes this is something that was drilled into them by a parent or, or a family member. Sometimes it's just their own messed up stuff. Bottom line, the, the narcissist sees the world as a hostile place, as though if they don't do something to hurt someone, someone else is going to hurt them. That, along with their sense of entitlement, leads them to try to con people, to pretend, to posture, to hoodwink, to destroy other people with their manipulation. And they don't even think twice about it. So learn these signs. Know this. Narcissists, they don't change. You don't have to play the narcissist games if you choose not to. And y'all know what I think. Don't play those games. All right. That's all I've got for you today. But before I go, let me ask you a question. And you know what it is, right? It's the question of the day. And the question of the day is, have you experienced any of these particular types of manipulation or cons and how did you handle them? Let me know your thoughts and your ideas in the comments below, your experiences in the comments below, and let's talk about it. That's all I've got for you today. As always, thanks so much for being a part of my day and a part of my life, and hey, thanks for letting me be a part of yours. It really does mean a lot to me. I'll see you soon. It's my mission to teach others what I know to be true. You really can create the life you want. Take care of your body. Take care of your soul. Nurture the real you and introduce him or her to the world. Be comfortable in your own skin and in your place in this world. Take your spot. Take it now. And the universe will take its cue from you. You feel me? If so, subscribe to my channel. Let's get it done together.